Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out, mailbag edition. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those Instagram DMs and get your question answered here on the show. We do a little Sunday mailbag. And uh, and yeah, try to get a little content before the game, especially for you guys that live on the East Coast. Well, even though I guess we have a uh, Sunday morning for us on the West Coast, 6.30 a.m., kickoff which you know who knows I you know I, I'm not a big sleep in guy but am I getting up at 6 30 on Sunday morning probably not uh again add John Middlecoff mailbag fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show if you listen on Collins feed make sure you follow the three and out feed subscribe to that as well I'm actually just setting up my office here in Scottsdale and uh you know it's coming together got a couple TVs I I got a I didn't get cable finally uh you know, cut the cord. I'm a full-time streamer now. You know, I've been a podcaster now for basically six, seven years. Might as well go full-on streaming. Uh, got the TV set up. Got the office. I got shit everywhere. But it's coming together slowly but surely. Made the drive from the Bay Area to uh, to where I'm sitting right now. Was about, you know, I, I took about seven pit stops, including multiple food stops, multiple coffee stops, couple pee breaks. What was about 11 and a half hours? And I was thinking... The longest drive, I used to drive, I lived five and a half hours from college, maybe not five and a half, five plus hours, Cal Poly to Davis. And then when I scouted, uh, I actually once drove with my dad from the uh, Sacramento area to Kansas City. That that was a several day trip. So that's the longest drive, of, but I don't necessarily count that. Longest straight drive I've ever made, Boise, Sacramento, I think it was about eight. San Francisco, Eugene, Oregon, that was around eight, nine I, the craziest drive I've ever had when I was scouting was Seattle to uh, Corvallis, which is only probably four or five hours, but it was in a driving rainstorm. It was the scariest drive I've ever made. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's three and a half, four hours, but it was it was like in a horror movie. Uh, but I, I do think straight drive, the longest drive I've ever had was, was Friday. Just Walnut Creek to Scottsdale, Arizona. Pushing on 12 hours, but again, several stops, Chipotle, Subway, a lot of respect for the truckers, man. I don't know how you could just drive, drive, drive every day. You get hungry, you get thirsty, you got to pee. You know, I'm a big coffee water drinker, 
So it's just, it's a different life. Now, one thing great about 2022, podcasts, streaming, uh, music, Apple Music. It's just, no wonder radio's dead. I, I don't even know. I never went to the radio once. Didn't have to. All my phone. Everything I consumed was based on the phone and a little Sirius XM radio. But uh, I'm here. Time to rock and roll now. Okay, let's answer a couple questions. Hey, John, love the pod. Did you see this new Subway ad featuring Russell Wilson? From the ad and reaction to it, people think he's creepy. Do you think it proves the point that Russell is weird? Here's, uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't take away anything from these ads. We, we all, I think, have well-established thoughts. Russell's a little weird. He's a little out there. So when you're going to put him in a Subway commercial, I don't expect to see Peyton Manning, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes, Chris Paul. Like, it's just not, he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Uh, here's my question. Do you think the Giants have the right regime, GM and head coach? And where do you think they go for quarterback? They've got to get out of Danny Dimes. Isn't it crazy that we all agree that Danny sucks, but his nickname's Danny Dimes? They may not win too many games for a top quarterback. They may win too many uh, games. Do they go bridge, Baker, Jimmy G, trade up? Yeah, I think they're in a tough spot because they're going to win five, six games. They're not going to be drafting in the top five. Now, I, you know, I, I do believe, I, I don't, I've never met their general manager, heard everyone I know thinks highly of the guy. I think their head coach is pretty impressive. If you've listened to me for a while, you know where I stand, like the difference of him and all the Belichick guys. He went and spread his wings with a non-Belichick guy and dominated. So I, I think Brian Dayball is really, really impressive. I'm a big fan. And um, clearly what he's doing with a team that I don't think is that good. And, and they're pretty damn competitive. Have a take on Fields not jumping ship, but can we pass up on Bryce if we get the opportunity? Have a take on Fields not jumping ship. So, yeah, I mean, I think you guys are, you know, you've already won two games. So, I are you going to win three, four more? You know, you could end up five or six games. You're not going to have a top two or three pick, I would guess, because you already got two wins unless you lose like 10, 11 straight, which in the NFL is very difficult to do. You see that Dr. Pepper uh, commercial with Bryce? I'm recording this. I actually just watched Will Levis, who is going to be the easiest eval in NFL history. Uh, not saying he's good or bad. I mean, I think he's a pretty damn good prospect, but he plays in Shanahan's offense. So he basically runs an offense that 10-plus teams are running. You literally, like everyone gets so mad about these offenses with college quarterbacks. He's running the most popular NFL offense. So if you like him, it's all there. If you don't, it's all there. The terminology, the quarterback coach for or Kyle Shanahan last year is now the Kentucky's offensive coordinator. The year before was the Rams' offensive coordinator. They're running the same terminology. Will Levis is the easiest projection. I'm not saying people are going to be right on it, but if you screw up that projection, you're a bad evaluator. And the broadcast seems to think that he's going to be the number one overall pick. I talked to a guy, a high-up executive, a couple weeks back. He kind of pushed back at that. But I think when you factor in his size, strength compared to some of the other guys and the offense he's running, made some great passes, also had like the game losing fumble. Wasn't totally his fault, but he's a fascinating prospect. Uh, so I, I think Will Levis could go above Bryce. Bryce is tiny, back to the Dr. Pepper commercial. He, he looks like a skinnier version of me. It's very, very difficult when you're 5'10 and 185. And actually, when I went to get my physical like three months ago, I was 170. Now I'll probably put on about 10 cents, but it's hard to play in the NFL. Like part of the Tua drama uh, the other night, right, was the drama was after he got shoved, 
but he's a pretty small player. And I've been around Tua. Tua is actually thicker, much thicker than Bryce. Now, Bryce, a better athlete. But the, these defensive linemen are fucking massive. They are enormous, and they all can move. You got to be a big strapping athlete, uh, you know, to play, to sustain success in the NFL. It's very, very hard being small. Like, Russell Wilson is not small. He's short, but he's like 230 pounds. You know, Kyler is one of the best athletes we've ever seen, and I don't know how much he weighs right now. I love when people go, he weighs 210. Yeah, that was four years ago. The guy's been in the NFL for a while. Um, I, you know, Kyler is just very hard to crap, right? Hey, John, longtime listener. I'm surprised by how many errors the Pats have been post-Brady. Dumb turnovers every game. I thought error-free football was a part of Belichick's ethos. The red zone interception Mac threw goes against everything Belichick coaches and stands for. Over the past three years, the Pats have been beating themselves. Am I at a loss as to why we can't fix the fucking turnovers? Mac doesn't have a great arm. So when you're making some of these decisions, like it's when he was throwing to Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Judy, and that crew, it was a little easier than it is now. He doesn't have great wide receivers. He's not Mr. Fast Twitch. Everyone was acting like he was going to come in and be like game ready like he was Joe Montana. He's not very physically gifted. Good guy. Tough. He just, he lacks physical attributes. When you lack physical attributes, if you are not perfect, you're playing against the best in the world. Well, not technically the world because the world doesn't play the NFL, but let's face it, we got some of the best athletes in America. So he's going up against some of the best athletes definitely in the world. They're quicker, they're faster. He does not have a loaded gun with his offensive skill guys. And to me, it's like you can blame Belichick, but when you play with Cam Newton and you play with Mac Jones, it's kind of what I expect. Now, part of it, they just don't have that much talent. And I also think it kind of brings into light how good Brady is, right? He's the GOAT for a reason. Uh, now, I'm not going to diminish Belichick being the village idiot, but Vince Lombardi, Bill Walsh, and Bill Belichick like ain't winning that many games with Mac Jones year in, year out. You can have one season where you win 11. You're not going to win 11 games every year. It's just not going to happen. Huge fan of the show and currently enjoying an awesome weekend in Nashville. Love that place. Kid Rocks for the win. Kid Rocks Bar in Nashville is so fun. Question for the pod. Do you think it's in the Giants' best interest not to be good? Yes, they are 2-0, but I don't think Daniel Jones is the future, and I hope they don't screw themselves by being a 7-ish win team and drafting in the teens, where moving up to get one of the quarterbacks is prohibitively expensive. What are your thoughts? Listen, I always believe uh, that when you're bad, you should be bad. Now, you can go, what about the culture? He's establishing what? The majority of the guys on this team are not going to be on the team. The problem is is I would always tank for Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck. As we saw for the majority of these quarterback drafts, nothing is guaranteed. Most of these guys are not going to turn out to be good. Most of them are going to be average at best. So tanking doesn't guarantee you anything. It it just doesn't. Even though in theory, when you're bad, you should always lose more games because it gives you the most ability to be flexible when you're high. And when you're not high, when you're at seven and you like one of the quarterbacks at two, like you said, it's very expensive to move up. And then when you do make a move and it doesn't work or it doesn't go smoothly, like the Niners haven't had a first round pick for a couple years and they've had four starts out of Trey Lance. Like it's not all Trey Lance's fault. Obviously, he didn't want to get hurt, but it's not going well, right? It's not going well. The Bears traded all that for Justin Fields. You know, it's not going that great. When I say all that, they traded a one. The Niners trade two ones. But you get my point. It, it doesn't guarantee you anything. And I like both those picks when they were made. Just shows you how difficult this thing is. 
I admit I'm a touch behind your podcast. I listened to today's show and you shared a bunch of your feelings on the Tua thing to what happened last night. I am fairly satisfied with what I heard. I don't think I did the greatest job on Tua the other night. Uh, you know, I, I think it's twofold. One, like, you know, that you saw the neurologist on Saturday got fired. It, it doesn't, it just takes common sense with what we saw on Sunday. We've all seen enough UFC. We've seen enough boxing. We've seen enough football. When a guy wobbles, you can't tell me it's his back and expect me to believe it. But then I also push against, and the reason I hate the story is because the media, it goes back to years ago when they wanted to cancel football and Will Smith and the concussion stories, even though there was validity on the NFL being shady about it. like It's a very violent game, and people get hurt. Now, that doesn't change the fact of being really uncomfortable when you see a guy with, I think the term is fencing, when you see his hands do that, it's it makes you queasy inside. But this is what we watch. And I've said forever, like, I don't apologize. I don't want anyone to get hurt. But I watch football because I like the violence. Like, why why has UFC and historically boxing been popular? Like, we like watching guys get hit. Like it's It might be sick, but that's just who we are. And the notion of everyone that freaks out, and Florio's king of this, and I probably should have stayed off social media, on Thursday night because when I see like the NFL Thursday night, they wanted this like Florio, you're profiting off this. You love this. You're going to write 50 stories on this and make money. Everyone is so disingenuous about this. We all agree. No one wants to see anyone laying on the field. Universal agreement there. No one wants anyone to get a concussion. But the simple fact is no matter how many you know protective measures they make, and obviously the Dolphins might not have followed this one, like that could happen to Tua. Like he got slammed. Now, clearly, when you get a concussion, you're more apt to get another concussion immediately after. To me, it, it just I, I don't trust the Dolphins. Like I say, they are a clown show organization and have been. But I also do believe, and I said this about the drafting, like when a when a doctor looks at you, go, you can't draft this guy, he's got a bad knee. The GM can't go, you're wrong. I think his knee's fine, right? The GM just is not, a, has no clue what, as Belichick said the other day, what an MRI looks like. So you got to trust the doctor. So when Mike McDaniel said that he wouldn't put him in harm's way, when the doctor says it's a back injury, he's fine. And then Tua looks at him like, it was my back, I'm fine. What's Mike McDaniel supposed to say? Like, no, actually, I know I went to Yale and I'm a football coach, but actually, I could have been a doctor. You guys are wrong. You're not playing. It's very easy for John Harbaugh, who to me is so full of shit, coming out saying like how bad it was. Like Google John Harbaugh and some of the concussion stuff that the Ravens have had over the years. It's like, bro, you guys have gotten in trouble for hitting in OTAs. Like, shut the fuck up, John. Don't be. And I hate everyone trying to piggyback and get in their moral superiority on all this. Like everyone in the industry is kind of the same. Now, clearly, some organizations, like I said, would probably take some uh, measures to be much more uh, just safer. But John Harbaugh, it, to me, is one of the last guys who should chime in on this event. But ultimately, I, you know, it seems like Tua is going to be fine. Like, Here's the other thing. Tua might play in a week. Like, If Tua clears the concussion protocol, he's going to play next Sunday. Unless the Dolphins just make up their own rules and don't play him. Like, no one does that. He's going to want to play, again, if he clears. I'm not saying I would play him. But get get ready for that. Get ready for Tua playing if he clears protocol. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 
That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code Colin. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Just a state school guy here. Go Hokies. Aren't the Hokies Virginia Tech? That's a state school? Why didn't Dallas leverage their brand when it came to a contract negotiations with Dak and Zeke? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. The only reason you see Dak on every commercial is because he's the quarterback of the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Facts. If Dak was the quarterback of the Vikings or the Dolphins or the Cardinals, he would not be on these commercials. Not his skill success. Not that he isn't both skilled and successful on the field, but I agree. I mean, he gets way more ads because of the brand. Just seems like an easy mechanism Jerry can use during negotiations, but doesn't. This is my issue always, like the agent community and the players always go like, it's not our problem with the salary cap. Well, it kind of does influence your success. And the more success you have as a player, the more money you make the rest of your life. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, Shaquille O'Neal is a good example. Those guys are making money till they are six feet under. Why? They're viewed as champions. 
When you're not a champion, we don't view you the same. And when you're viewed as a champion, you print money till, again, the day you're underground. So you want to take the most money possible, that's fine. But if that limits your ability because you're a limited player, you're not going to take advantage of it. And part of the Dallas Cowboy brand means more money for you. Like part of playing for the Warriors these last five or six years has meant more money for everyone on that team. Why? We like winners. Why? We don't take losers that seriously. James Harden has made $450 million. The dude struggles to make it past the second round of the conference, of the playoffs. So like winning when it comes to your brand, like again, I'm not pocket watching. I don't care how much money anyone makes. The only people I care about who makes money are people I'm involved with. My businesses, my partnerships, my family. It's the only one I actually care about. But when I talk about football, and this is always a pushback, like, why do you care how much they make? Because it's salary cap league. Like, are, are we going to have a grown-up conversation or are we going to be have a little kid conversation? Because the salary cap does it. So you're going to pay a guy $45 million. He better be Rodgers or Mahomes. Because if he's not, you're going to lose. You are not going to win the Super Bowl. It's not possible. I don't even think you're going to win playoff games. And you can say, well, middle cuff, the Rodgers... Well, yeah, I think that's a problem with how they built the team. Uh, not, it's, I wouldn't put it on Aaron. I mean, the reason they're getting the number one seed is him. Question about who, in your opinion, has more blame for the Saints' offensive struggles? Between D.A., Winston, and Carmichael. Love to hear your opinion. After, beside the Bucks game, I haven't watched much Saints football. And if you're listening to this, obviously they play early in the morning. Jameis, one, he has not been that successful the majority of his career. His best statistical year, you know, was also a year where he threw 30, uh, 30 plus picks. He is just, he's a roller coaster ride as a player. And then you factor in, he's got a bad back. He's got a messed up, is an ankle or knee. He didn't even practice most of the week. I, as of recording this, I don't even know, is he playing on Sunday? Uh, like Dennis Allen knows nothing about offense. Dennis Allen is a defensive coordinator who got elevated to a head coach. I don't like. I, I shorted the Saints because of him, but not because of his impact on offense. He doesn't know anything about offense. I, I expect, like, I, their defense was going to be fine. I expected that to not really change. No different Todd Bowles. Like, the offense, Todd Bowles has nothing to do with the, the Bucks' offense. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, which is fine. But, so yeah, it'd be the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. And the reason I shorted the franchise was because Sean Payton, who was an elite offensive mind and a fantastic head coach, so I don't view Dennis Allen as a very good head coach, and I know that he knows nothing about offense. So their offense gets worse, their team gets worse, their defense, fine. So I would put Jameis in just the lack of, I guess if you wanted to put blame on Dennis Allen for knowing nothing about offense. Love your unbiased takes on football. I'm a Ravens fan, and since Lamar Jackson has started the season off on fire through the air and on the ground, do you see him easily surpassing an annual contract of $50 million a year? Do you think this is maybe what the Ravens wanted? Getting Lamar fired up to prove his worth returning to an MVP caliber quarterback. I think ultimately what they wanted is to have him under contract and not having to worry about this. Because the worst case scenario, I guess the best worst case scenario, is he balls out, which he is dominating right now, and his value goes way up. Like why, whatever he was asking for now, he's in his mind going to be worth more than he was. Like if he wanted $200 million guaranteed, and they were offering 160. Well, through three games with his 12 overall touchdowns and on pace for a ton, how would he not be worth more? Like yesterday's price is not today's price, especially in an inflationary times. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm rooting for Lamar to kick everyone's ass. 
Plus, the Harbaugh thing the other day about the concussions, like, give me a break. How about the Niners going after Sean Payton? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan isn't going anywhere. He just, you know, he can be frustrating. Kyle, Kyle can have some ugly games, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, I was looking at rare, obscure rules in the NFL and discovered the one-point safety. <laughs> it's basically if the defense tackles the offensive player with the ball in his own end zone during a two-point conversion. It's never happened, obviously, given the end zone is over 95 yards away. Did you know this? I did not. I did not know that. I, I, uh, it does feel, if you just close your eyes, actually, it's not 95 yards away. If a two-point conversion, isn't that the two-yard line? So it would be 98 yards away. Feels, feels impossible. You would need... I just don't see any scenario how the offensive player would end up with a football 98 yards back there. He'd have to run, you know, even if it was a high snap and landed at the 20, you'd have to run another 80. And even the sideline would be screaming at you to hit the ground. So that is an obscure rule. That's one of those rules that's like just never going to happen. It's like, it's just physical. I, I think it's physically impossible. I call him speech daily because he's better with the media than he is with his own team. If he ends up going 9-8 and eight and narrowly misses the playoffs, or worse, what are the odds he gets fired? Poor play calling and game management with the most talented roster in the league, and they're getting railed by the Jags on the road. It was actually at home, but I know what you mean. You know, I, I don't pretend to know Dean Spanos' mindset. He, uh, The dude loves being cheap. And, and cheap people, we've all been around them. Whether a cheap person makes hundred grand a year or a cheap guy has a franchise that's worth billions of dollars, their ethos and their mindset is the same. I, uh, Me personally, I despise cheap people. I have no problem being frugal with your money when you don't have some. But anyone with money who is consumed about cutting costs at the most important parts of your business or your life, like, I'm sorry. I think you're kind of a clown. Uh, and that's the way I think about the Chargers organization at the top. And it kind of reflects who they consistently hire. Why are they never in the mix for a $15 million coach? I'll tell you. Because Dean would rather save $10 million a year. That's money he gets to keep. So it, it sounds crazy because you're like, oh, but they're paying the players. Well, yeah, the, pay, the players are free. When Roger and Jerry and Bob Kraft signed these media rights deals, if the salary cap is $200 million, the media rights deals this year pays you $280 million. So it compensates all your players. It's why every team in the NFL can pay every player if they choose to. This is not Major League Baseball. Uh, but I, I do not think, I would not be confident that anything happens with Brandon Staley, no matter how ugly it gets. Where does Mark Davis choosing McDaniels over Harbaugh, remember when there were some rumors that Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with the Raiders, Mark Davis and the Raiders shot those down fast. He chose McDaniels over Harbaugh, ranked all-time stupid decisions. By all accounts, Harbaugh wanted to go there, heard he did, and they could have had a world-class coach, but now, world-class is a little strong, but as Jim's proving again this year, I mean, he's damn good. And they could have had a, uh, but now they have a guy who's an obvious number two, at best, which what he's been without Brady. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think if you get a do-over on that, every team in the country, college or pro, would take Jim Harbaugh over Josh McDaniels. I just don't, Josh McDaniels against the Titans was pretty embarrassing. 
the timeouts, the game management. It, it was pretty ugly. I am usually in 90% agreement with you, but the harsh words you had for the, my Saints and Dennis Allen hit hard. I thought you were overly critical of Dennis Allen considering that the Raiders were a shit show when he was there and he provided a cultural continuity and Pete was still there to call plays. After three games, I'm in agreement. Dennis Allen is trash. Jameis Winston is trash. And our defense is underachieving considering that Dennis Allen is a defensive coach. Collins says that when new information is available, you must pivot. It is time to pivot to Andy Dalton. He can be he can't be any worse than uh Andy uh Jameis Winston. I never understand this with people with sports, right? Like I understand being loyal to your team and wanting your team to be good, but when the team is bad, I, I never understand someone going, Yeah, we're just not any good, or this is not gonna work, especially when you've seen good. Like if you've been rich you're going to understand when a company's going the different way. Like you don't want to be poor again, right? When you've rode a market going well and you've seen a crash, like you should be able to understand when times come and be unemotional about it. When you've seen good quarterback play, Drew Brees, you should know that Jameis Winston isn't good enough. When you've seen Sean Payton, you should know that Dennis Allen isn't good enough. It's just, I don't even think it's taking the emotion out of it. It's just using what you've seen before. Like I always, everyone kept telling me the last two years, Middlecoff, you got to buy, you got to buy, you got to buy market. The housing market's never going to come down. It's like, pull up a history book. I, I'm not being emotional about this. If, if in the history of the world, housing only went up and never, ever came down, I would 100% have had to buy. But in the history in 2000 and 2008, before that early nineties, there's been crashes over and over and over. Now, it doesn't mean the market doesn't go back up, same with stocks, but they always come down, whether that's after eight years, whether that's after 10 years, whether that's after 20 years. It's literally a historical fact. No different than like when you see Bill Walsh coaching and then you see Jim Tom Sula coaching, you're able to see the difference of good and the bad. Like you have historical data. And most of my opinions are either based on historical data seeing what's good and seeing what's bad, using people in the NFL tell me, yeah, this guy's not good or this guy is good or you should, you're too high on this guy, you're too low on that guy, or just using my own common sense. And I think oftentimes with sports, men struggle sometimes to use common sense because if once you get past a certain age, we've all seen it. Like It's like we know. Like Sark, just look at Sark's resume. Sark doesn't win. I, I tweeted this out on Saturday morning. Lane Kiffin is everything the media wants Sark to be. For whatever reason, Lane is a little more polarizing, yet he's never been drunk at a team meeting and got fired, even though he did get fired at the tarmac, but that wasn't for being intoxicated. Now, listen, you got alcohol issues, you got alcohol issues. But last time I checked, most coaches, I mean, a lot of them have alcohol issues and they're not coming drunk to the team meeting on Sunday morning. But hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to go over that over and over. But Lane Kiffin now consistently wins wherever he goes. He had the best year in the history of Ole Miss last season. He is now 5-0 and and just beat Kentucky. They might have the number one quarterback in the country. Do you know what Sark would ever do to go 5-0 and in the SEC? It was not even possible. He can't, he, he can't do it in the Big 12. I mean, if Sark ever had a 5-0 and season, the media would act like he's the next Bill Walsh, next Nick Saban. How much impact do you think Holden's had on players in front offices getting deals done this past offseason? I think they help. 
Because anytime, if you're a good guy, and most of these people are good guys, if you're TJ Watt, if you're Debo Samuel, if you're, I'm trying to think who else held in, Minka Fitzpatrick, like people like you. The team likes you. Your teammates like you. The fans like you. You're likable. When you're likable, you should always lean into likability. So when you hold out and you're not around, it's easy for things to be made up that aren't even true. When you're there, like there is no narrative to be had because you can talk to the coach, you can talk to your position coach, you can talk to your teammates. So everyone know everyone's on the same page, right? When you hold out, it takes on a life of its own. And all these hold-ins, all these guys have been getting paid. Do you think the Steelers signing Trubisky was more of a product of the sudden death of Dwayne Haskins? I find it hard to believe there is any future with Trubisky at quarterback. I'll be honest, I don't... I'd have to go look at the timeline... I forget when Dwayne, when that happened. Uh, and I, I just, I, I don't know. I could be possible. Because uh, remember, if I remember correctly, like they were speaking pretty highly of Dwayne in the building last year about his maturation as a person and as a player. Uh, I, I can't imagine Dwayne Haskins would not be as good, if not better than than Trubisky. So yeah, I mean, again, I have to look at the timeline, but you're probably a Steeler fan. You probably know better than me. Uh, Appreciate everyone listening. We'll get you out of here on that. Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff, fire in those DMs, and talk to everyone soon. Adios. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.